0: The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert mirage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I am your host, Adam Stringham, and today I'm happy to be joined by John Press. How are you doing, John? I'm real good, Adam. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking the time to uh, come of kind of join join me in, in doing a pretty cool episode today as we're going to talk about the Capitals All-Decade team, and we're going to take a bit of a different spin on it than some of uh, the other blogs around SB Nation have done.
1: Yeah, uh, I think what we decided to do was there's so many names uh, for the Caps over the past uh, nearly decade in the 2010s that we were going to... Do a fantasy draft, and each of us was gonna draft a team uh and then decide whose team would win a best of seven series uh going up against the other one so I think we'll we'll get through that exercise. we actually you know peek behind the curtain already drafted the teams and we'll just talk about who we took and why and uh how we came about our teams and then when we're all done uh we'll do an overall caps all decade team uh for anybody that Manages to stick around uh, through, through the entirety of us babbling about the, the guys that we took. So uh, I think it should be fun uh, and uh, interesting, at least to uh, you and to me and maybe uh, one or two of our listeners as well.
0: Yeah, I thought it it was a really fun exercise because it was nice to go back and look at some of these names that I haven't really thought about too much um, over the last couple of years. And um, the Capitals had some great guys earlier in the decade that that kind of fall off the radar. So um, sure,
1: and I think that uh, you know we're we're trying, like I said, to to pit these teams against each other. So you want uh, a complete team. You want uh, to have penalty killers and and third liners and fourth liners and uh, just what, what you would do and how you would compose uh, your squad. And, you know, I, I think maybe a little sentimentality may have snuck in, in uh, with a couple of the picks uh, towards the end. But we'll uh, wait till we get there and uh, talk about those too.
0: Yep. That, that definitely may or may not have happened. <laughs> um, and, and just so our listeners know, we did a non-snaking draft. So it is a, it's a typical draft with JP winning the first overall pick via a coin flip. So, John, why don't you get us started with uh, what probably will be the most obvious pick of this entire time?
1: Uh, Yeah, I won the first pick, uh, just like the Caps did uh, back in 2004. And just like the Caps did back in 2004, I took Alex Ovechkin, uh, the big no-brainer. Dudes played 790 games uh, for the Caps this decade, uh, starting January 1st, 2010, we should note, so literally the decade. Uh, Has 459 goals, 822 points in 790 games. Uh, He's won the Richard Trophy, I think, six times in the decade. Uh, Multiple all-star appearances, Hart finalist a couple times. Uh, And oh yeah, he won that Smythe Trophy back in 2018, as you may have recalled. Uh, in what obviously was the the high point of the decade and really the franchise history for all Caps fans. So uh, I'm building my franchise around uh, Alex Ovechkin, and, um, you know, good luck to you.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, Nicholas Backstrom might not have been a first overall pick, but, you know, he was drafted by your first overall pick. So, um, you know, I I will take a... A not-so-far-behind uh, second pick with Nicholas Backstrom. Um, Backstrom has been a fantastic player for the Capitals since they drafted him. Um, played 754 games within our sample. Uh, 535 assists, which, uh, unfortunately, I, I should have pulled this ahead of time here. I wonder if that's the top of the league over that, that span. The guy has just been a workhorse for the Capitals and just night in, night out, doing a great job. Um, almost a point a game over the decade, which is, is, is really something, especially given kind of, uh, you know, the Capitals did have a couple of challenging years in there, right, with both Adam Oates, Dale Hunter also offensively challenged. Um, just a great player, a reliable two-way player, which, as we know, is such a key piece of any championship-caliber team. Makes me feel pretty confident in uh, my team's chances in any best-of-seven series.
1: Yeah, I mean, you build down the middle, and uh, that's that's a heck of a pick, obviously, taking... Backstrom there. I do think uh, that he is the decade's leading assist man. Ovi obviously is the leading goal scorer of the decade, but we don't want to give away too much of our upcoming content on the site. Uh, So (laughs) we'll return to that. Um, So on to round two for me, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. uh, So I took John Carlson with this pick. Um, He's really come on late in the decade. But um, as far as reliable defensemen, uh, he's just been there throughout the entire uh, decade doing, you know, not missing many games at all, putting up big points and especially big points uh, these last two plus years. Um, He's really coming to his own in 2019-20. He seems to be positioning himself to be at least a Norris trophy finalist, if he can stay healthy. And with the lead that he's putting up in points, uh, I, I think he's got a good shot at getting what is often, uh, given out as sort of a, uh, lifetime achievement award, uh, to guys. So, uh, I'm comfortable having John Carlson there. Uh, we should also note that, you know, for, for these picks, we're taking basically the average of the guys, uh, performance over the decade uh when he was a cap so um you know for some guys that aren't here anymore or guys that were somewhere else beforehand it's just their time as a cap the average of that time more or less uh it's not scientific by any means but uh it is what it is so uh i've got ovi and carlson and uh that makes it your second pick
0: you know uh John, I feel like you've got some recency bias here with the Carlson pick because, I mean, for the reason you just mentioned, Mike Green actually put up more points per game as a capital this decade than John Carlson. So um, I I am very happy to get game over Green back when, you know, as an average in this decade, he was still a very great player for the Capitals, um, putting up, you know, just under .65 points a game um uh, really and and as i'm sure you every all of our listeners will remember he had some durability issues and his play wasn't as great on the back half there um of his time with the capitals but all together it was still a great decade for mike green when he was wearing the washington capitals uniform and he'll be a great power play quarterback for me um in addition to just kind of being that guy that gives me a bit of offense from the back end so very happy to get mike green on my squad
1: Yeah, I mean that. That's after his two really big years, uh, unfortunately for you in the in this exercise, uh, his two years where he, quite frankly, could have and or should have have won uh, a Norris Trophy or two. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and he his last year plus in town didn't go quite as he might have. expected it to as his role changed. Uh, you know, when you talk Mike Green, I think you, in this decade, um, you know, I, we realize that the decade starts with, uh, 2010 and the spring of 2010 and, uh, the subsequent, uh, fall, uh, uh the next year when they, when the caps really changed how they played the game yeah. and Bruce Boudreaux went to the trap and, you know, we've, we've discussed that ad nauseum. Um, but I, I don't know that there's a single player that was more negatively impacted by the change in style and then the subsequent changing in, change in coaches uh, than Mike Green was. And it's a really a shame. I mean, uh, he, he was just such a terrific, terrific player for the Caps, uh, particularly at the end of the last decade, but well into this decade uh, as well. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I have nothing but good things to say about uh, Mike Green. At this time. So anyway, uh, I will, uh, I, I, it's my third pick. Uh, I need a center. I'm taking Evgeny Kuznetsov. Um, You know, I I think that Backstrom obviously is the caps uh, number one center of the decade, but Kuzi is a guy who, uh, you know, knocked out the, the penguins on the run to the cup. And, Probably could have uh, had a strong case for the Khan Smythe himself uh, in that season. So uh, he's had his ups and downs, uh, notably uh, on the ice and, of course, uh, off the ice as well. Um, but you could do a lot worse than having uh, 2010's uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov as your number one center. So that's who I'm going with
0: a great pick I mean Kuznetsov has just um, been kind of a dominant force in the NHL over the last few seasons he's had you know he is certainly a player that seems to kind of have um, ups and downs uh, we talk about kind of a, a guy that um, is almost in my mind like a pure offense type of center right we usually talk about um, how centers have strong two way games and Kuznetsov is just such a unique thoroughbred right I mean he is what he mm-hmm. is and that's an offense driver so um, certainly a great guy to have on your any team Yep. Um, so with my next pick, which might be our first kind of shocker, of hopefully, of this draft, is uh, I, I picked the guy with the second most goals per game among players in our sample. Um, now, now, John, if I asked you ahead of time, who, who do you think I'd be talking about?
1: Second most goals per game yeah. in the sample? Uh, you know, I might think TJ Oshi. Um... But I know it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you are correct. It is not TJ Oshi, but it is Alexander Semen. Uh, Alexander Semen, he uh, the, the mercurial man himself, right? He put up point four one goals per game over two hundred fifteen games with the Capitals. Uh, in this sample, um, he was a guy who just at times would really look like the best player on the planet. Um, I I truly believe his skill with the puck was was a sight to behold. Um, And unfortunately, he just kind of at times would fizzle out, and it seemed like that would always be when all the eyes were on him. Um, But when you talk about a guy who's got game-breaking talent, um, my first thought is, is... well, actually, Mike Green and Alexander Semen, just guys who who were able to do stuff with the puck that not a lot of other guys could do. Um, so I will happily take Alexander Semen with my uh, third selection, um, giving me a guy that that, that I think is going to help produce goals um, in this series.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got great durability there with Green and Semen, and uh, <laughs> now now. With backstrom Green and semon you get you have three guys from the two thousand and ten team, and uh, I have three guys from the cup team, so uh, i'm liking the start so far uh, my fourth pick uh i'm going to i'm going go start stacking up my defense and i'm taking Dmitry Orlov uh with my number four pick uh, another cup champion washington capital um and I, I think he's been a very solid. Uh, blue liner for the caps and he's going to slide in nicely on my first or second pair on the left side um, and you know it's a guy who doesn't put up quite as many points as you think that he would given his skill set uh, his shot his uh, puck handling his skating you'd think he'd uh, put up a few more points than he does but uh, nonetheless I'm comfortable with uh, Orlov in this spot as I build uh, on the back end
0: now, would you say Orlov had the best hit by any Capitals player of the decade?
1: Would it oh, be wow. that hit on Duchesne? I mean, that certainly comes to mind pretty quick. Uh, if we're talking non-Vancouver Olympics edition, mm-hmm. uh, that 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 probably uh, that that could certainly be it. Um, certainly among the clean ones, there there are a couple. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> a couple other ones that uh that that are are memorable but yeah when he uh flipped uh ass over tea kettle that's uh, an all-time uh highlight for the decade maybe maybe we'll have to get together on another show and do a goal hit save of the decade although i know what the save is (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to that
0: yes we will um yeah, the other one I could think of might have been and I don't know if it was in the 2010s Ovechkin's on PK Subban. So we'll have to Oh yeah. yeah we'll have to we'll have to look at these at some point. Um so I I'm, I'm sticking with some offense here with my next pick. You know, I, I I love your Orlov selection. He's a guy that that I've always loved to to watch and especially how he's kind of fixed his game up. I feel like as time went on, you know, I remember even when Rob and I used to do these shows, um a few years ago, we talked about how Orlov would struggle um, to clear the puck up the ice on his backhand, and it's just his over... That part of his game has gotten cleaned up, and then it feels like everything else has too. Mm-hmm. He's just a great player and-, and well worth a spot on the Knappas All-Decade team. Um, and now I'll talk about my own pick, which was uh, TJ Oshie um, is a guy he... I'm-, I'm trying to confirm here. He looks like he was third in goals per game among players okay. with more than 10 games played, cause, uh, mm-hmm. or more than 15. Someone might have tried to sneak in some guy who only played 11 games, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, TJ Oshi was .35 goals a game uh, and, and has been a wonder for the Capitals since um, Brian McClellan traded for him. I mean, he, again, is, is a part of the cup-winning team. And he is uh man man, you now you're making me think about durability and I'm thinking, Man oh man, I got Oshi, Summon and Green, what's going on <laughs> here? But um you know, I think T J Oshi meant a lot to this team. He's a guy who uh, is loved on the ice, um by his by Coaches for his hard work and ability to get into the corners and, and win the puck back, but also for his off the ice stuff. It seems like he's well loved both by fans and all of his teammates. And while it wasn't in the 2010s, we've seen that recently with him and Jacob Vrana. So, so I guess it is in the 2010s. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're not we're not in 2020 yeah. yet. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> don't turn the calendar yet.
0: Yeah, but it has been a fantastic. Um, career in Washington for TJ Oshie so it is not a a surprise that he's one of the early wingers selected uh here in this draft
1: yeah a total heart and soul guy Uh, I mean if you don't if you're a Caps fan and you don't love TJ Oshie I don't know what what's going on with you uh but you know uh, I'll as as much as I remember uh the things he's done on the ice and uh off the ice with his uh chugging beers through his jersey, which is just an A++ move. Um, I'll never forget uh, Oshi on the ice with his dad after they won the cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just – it gives me chills thinking about it. It makes me, uh, like, well up whenever I see it. So, uh, yeah, you just love, 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 love uh, T.J. Oshie. Um, so my f- uh, fifth pick, uh, I'm sticking on the wing. I need a uh, another goal scorer uh to slide in behind Alex Ovechkin and I'm taking Jake Vrana. Um, he's uh, really sort of taken the leap this season. And uh, you know, maybe that pushed me up uh, a little higher on him than he should be, but uh, he's uh, putting up big numbers uh, with no power play time. Uh, just, as fast a player as I can remember ever seeing, uh, in a caps uniform, uh, his, he's got, a, a you know, second gear that, uh, just blows past, uh, established NHL defenders with regularity. And, uh, he's sort of a, a, a lean forward in your seat when he's on the ice kind of guy. Cause he can, mm-hmm. uh, he can do something special every time, uh, he gets out there. So, um, you know, Jake Vrana is my, uh, I guess he's going to be my second line left wing. But uh, w- I guess we can talk about lines later. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jake Vrana.
0: You know, Vrana, when I think of Vrana, I think about his speed. And I think about game five in the Pittsburgh series, mm-hmm. right, where where Barry Trotz finally at the start of the third period moved uh, Vrana up to play with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. And, um, you know, they score right at the beginning of the period capitals do and then of course um they put the game away there not 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 too long after with with vrana Vron- got the goal right so it was just a beautiful thing ovechkin draws everybody over and um it was just a it's all a blur to me now but it was a fantastic game and uh i think about jacob Vrona coming through in the clutch there i mean he was mr mr crossbar for a lot of the playoffs yeah. but he, he certainly got it done
1: well, and I mean, if you want to start penciling guys for the 2020s all-decade team, uh, I think that uh, you might start with that name.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great <laughs> – that'll be one to hopefully save that soundbite and play it back a, a few years and, and, and look oh, like God. a genius. <laughs> <Yeah. Jesus laughs>
1: look Christ. like a genius, not look bad, JP. Right, I, right. I, no, uh, but, I mean, if, if – for some reason we are uh doing a podcast in twenty twenty nine. Uh just shoot me.
0: By then what is it gonna like? I don't know. We don't have to go yeah. there. Um <laughs> how people will consume content then. But my next pick is gonna be another um another winger, uh actually, but it's a guy who's got a lot of um flexibility, right? He's played some center, he's played left wing, he's played right wing. Uh, Marcus Johansson is been you know a kind of a guy that is so easy to overlook. Um, you know he was one of those guys that uh, you know I'd have to say guys that I felt the worst about not winning the cup um, when the mm-hmm. Caps won in 18 was was Mojo and Green, Mojo Green and Allsner. I think were the three guys I really thought about um, on the team that that I wish had won it with them and. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to the team. He put up almost 0. 0.6 points per game, um, over 501 games played for the Capitals in the decade, which is actually um, really high on this list. Uh, I'm looking over it right now, and I'm, I'm actually surprised. It looks like that'd be a top five or top six number of games played. So uh, pretty pretty incredible for, for Mojo. He was great here. He got close last year to winning the Cup with the Bruins. Um and uh, continue to kind of think about how dealing him was a necessity for the team being able to win the Cup, but uh, certainly would have been great for him to be a guy that was around for it. Just a a great two-way player who will be able to play both power play time and and if necessary, which won't be, because I did such a great job on the rest of this draft, Mm -hmm. at least.
1: Yeah, uh, another super durable (laughs) dude for your squad. Uh, It's a (laughs) seven-game series, not a
0: full season,
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, my team plays heavy hockey, so be ready for it. But, uh, you know, uh, Johansson was uh, a very underrated player in his time, Uh, definitely a whipping boy for the fans. Um, You know, people uh, questioned his toughness and durability, which was a bunch of bullshit because that guy uh, was out there taking abuse nonstop and – you know, for the most part, he, he took it and kept going through it. So, uh, yeah. And he's another guy whose uh, zone entries on the power play, uh, in particular were really helpful to the team and just, uh, a perfect example of, uh, how you get underrated as you do a thing like mm-hmm. gain the zone on the power play and then give it to Backstrom to Carlson to Ovi and you don't get a point, but, Uh, you know, that before Kuzi was doing it, uh, Mojo was doing it and, uh, doing it well. So, uh, that's a good pick. Uh, he, he certainly belongs, uh, with the group of guys we're talking about. Uh, my next pick, um, I'm bringing a little sandpaper and I'm going with, uh, Tom Wilson. Uh, another guy who has, really emerged over the past couple of seasons into the player that they always hoped that he would be. Um, and, uh, that I think a lot of people around the hockey world, uh, doubted he could be, um, they saw one type of player, but, um, he wasn't that type of player. Uh, and, uh, he's really developed into a a complete player uh obviously very physical uh but he's a good penalty killer uh he's a a, he's got a good shot he's a good passer um you know he creates space he's a good teammate he's damn handsome and uh You know, we got to sell some uh, we got to move some merch and uh, sell some product. uh, So I I don't mind having a little eye candy on the squad either.
0: No. All right. Well, it, it's good to know that like we're doing like a be a GM mode now. We're like the goal is like <laughs> make your owner happy to make some good money on it.
1: I always we should, gotta make the owner happy.
0: Yeah, we should have looked at like some salary cap implications here with these teams. That would have been a whole uh, whole other level of complexity yeah. that probably wouldn't have added a lot of value. But no. <laughs> I think that that is a great pick. um I will say one of the my big misses over the last um really since I've started really talking about hockey was. Um, I was pretty sure that Wilson was what he was. He was not going to be he was not going to be the exception to the rule. His point production um in his first you know handful of years in the n h l did not indicate that there was any chance that his playoff production from the cup run would um go on and continue into a regular season on following years. It looked like just a small sample size anomaly, and yet he went in the uh, excuse me, 1819 season, put up great production, and has continued to look good in 1920 so far. So while uh, Tom Wilson is a fantastic addition to your team, I will reiterate, though, it is the average of their entire
1: time on that's, the team. That's fine. Take it. I, don't take plan, it. I don't plan on having Adam Oates coaching my team and working uh, <laughs> him on the fourth line either, so uh, no, you know, I feel okay.
0: I think that is a great way to get around – my, my attempt there to, uh, <laughs> to to lower his numbers. All right, let's look a little bit here at my next selection, who is, um, I'm going to say, the original Tom Wilson on the Capitals, um, if there is such a thing, and that's going to be Mike Knubel. Uh, Knubel played 220 games for the Capitals in, 20, um, in the 2010s, or within our sample, um, and while his production was not off the charts, he still put up 0.5 points per game which is pretty dang good all yep. things considered um especially for a guy kind of who who was at that point of his career um and, and he just he's just been uh he was just a fantastic player you know his ability to kind of get to the that gritty area area excuse me and um and and, and just finish was was second to none you know i um, you know, you did a great job of reminding us of, of the 2010 playoffs. So now I'm thinking of him going too much to the gritty yep. area in game seven. I'm sure that was going to be your counter to my selection, but, <laughs> um, Knubel was also an instrumental piece of going to the dirty areas, um, when the Capitals beat the Bruins in game seven. So I hope all of our listeners remember that as well. When Joel Ward scored the game winning goal. So, Yeah. Um, Yes, I I am very happy with my pick of Mike Knubel, who was a solid and consistent point producer for the Washington Capitals during his time here in the decade.
1: Yeah, uh, good veteran presence. Um, I think of Knubel, I think of uh, sort of and one of the iconic photos of the decade uh, from the outdoor game in Pittsburgh uh, with mm-hmm. him and Backstrom and and Ovi. And uh, uh, yeah, gotta love gotta love some Knubel, too. Uh, Okay. Seventh round. We, this will be, uh, one third of the way through. So (laughs) maybe we pick up the pace. Uh, but, uh, uh, with my seventh pick, I'm taking a third defenseman. I'm taking Matt Niskanen, um, in part because I've got Orlov and they skated together pretty well, uh, during their time here, another cup winner, another solid, solid, um, defenseman, uh, had a down year last season um, and possibly uh, didn't recover uh, fully from that injury that he'd had. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who can eat minutes, doesn't miss a lot of games, um, can play on the penalty kill, can play on the power play. Uh, Matt Niskanen on my team.
0: Good, great, great selection there. Um, I, I'd be happy to have him as well. Um, you know, you, you've been going on this run of defensemen, I feel like, and I've still got the one, but that's not going to stop me from taking Justin Williams. Um, you know, Williams did a lot of great stuff when he was with the Caps. Um, the, the team was incredibly, incredibly um, dominant in the regular season, just couldn't quite get over the hump in the playoffs. You know, he's another guy who put up over half a point a game, 0. .6 during his time in Washington. And, um, you know, you know, whatever you guys want to say, whatever I've said in the past about culture – not gonna Having a guy who had won the Stanley Cup, Mr. Game 7 himself, certainly didn't seem to hurt the team on their future endeavors of winning the Stanley Cup. So uh, I was very happy to, to pick Justin Williams here as I, I, I get another veteran winger with strong two-way ability on my team, um, kind of solidifying my team's ability to, to do well on both sides of the puck.
1: Yeah, I mean good veteran presence, uh great hair in that uh Fantastic. team photo. Yeah, <laughs> <Ian Burkowski. laughs> that yeah, that they that they had. Um yeah, unfortunately I think the Caps only got one game seven when he was here and he didn't do shit. So uh <laughs> um it didn't quite work out as they might have uh imagined it, but uh you know, uh, it's a solid pick there. That's another guy who the advanced stats love. Um, and, you know, maybe uh, you're goosing your goose coursey and uh, your team will uh, edge mine in expected goals or some shit. And, uh, you know, mine might score the actual goals. So anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, round eight, um, since you're, and, and this is sort of like, Uh, one-on-one fantasy draft strategy because now I see that I'm already making a run on defensemen and you're ignoring it. So I'm just going to keep taking the good ones. And I'm taking Michael Kempney, who was... Uh, a total revelation when uh, Brian McClellan stole him from Chicago um, for a, a bag of magic beans. And, uh, you know, he skated with John Carlson all the way to, to the cup and was good again last year with him until he got injured. And uh, really that, that injury um, ended their season last year in a lot of ways. Um you know, if he's healthy against Carolina, it, they probably beat Carolina. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the Oshie injury in that series was was big, too. But losing Kempney, losing, you know, that level of uh, defenseman and the minutes he was playing and everything uh, hurt the team. And it's a small sample since he's been here, but he's been very good in that sample, so... Uh, my top four is Kempny, Carlson, and Orlov Niskanen, uh, which should sound pretty familiar to Caps fans. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I'm taking a guy who was always willing to put take his put his body down first <coughs> to help the Capitals win. Carl um, Alsner was an Iron Man while he was here with the team, and for much of his career, was a solid player, uh, especially defensively. Um, you know, played 561 games here and, and during the sample and was just a, a rock on defense. I mean, he was uh, the media's favorite, always a guy that was good for a quote, and um, you know did whatever he could to help the team win. There were times uh, it would have been better if he was maybe a bit better of a puck mover, and it's really hard to know how his repeated injuries have derailed his career. Um, you know, there was that famous quote that I couldn't believe his agent looked out there about him not being able to open that, um, what was it, a... A, like a pickle jar pickle, or some yeah shit. pickle jar yeah. that was it so that that was um incredible but Carl 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 Olsner is going to be my pairing with Mike Green. so um really, really kind of throwback machine there but uh, yeah. Carl Alsner was my pick
1: Yeah that's a, a a good pick uh that's like you were talking earlier about the guys who weren't didn't hang around long enough to win the cup uh you know Olsner Mojo uh certainly a couple of those guys but Alsner went through he went through the shit, you know, yep. that all the stuff they had to do to get to the point where they finally broke through. He was there for it and, uh, spilled, you know, took blocked a lot of shots for the caps, got a lot of bruises for the caps. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out better for him, uh, here and now with, uh, Montreal. But, uh, wish nothing but the best for a guy who also was a, a terrific dude off the ice. So, Uh, round nine, uh, I'm going to stick with the defense and my first eight picks, uh, actually were all, um, cup winning caps. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, got a little bit of a soft spot for that team. Uh, but my ninth pick is actually a guy who was, was there for, uh, to see the cup winning caps and that is, uh, (laughs) Vegas golden Knights defenseman, Nate Schmidt, uh, who will slide into a familiar role on my third pair uh, he great puck mover, uh, great smile, uh, you know, really solid guy on the back end, uh, great possession numbers, and the kind of guy who in a third pair can just uh, eat up crappy competition, uh, not that you're gonna have well. Yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get to, it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know Nate Schmidt um, is uh, is my ninth pick and um, fifth defenseman. And
0: Nate Schmidt is a great selection because he was just a guy who um, you know the Capitals wanted to keep him in the expansion draft and Vegas just they had to have him right and uh, obviously things worked out for the team but um, just a fantastic two way player that I at this point was was very. Cross with myself for letting him kind of fall off my radar, so <laughs> I decided to do the only logical thing and um, take the guy that made it so that my lack of defensemen wouldn't necessarily cost me, and that was Brayden Um You know who who needs the best defense when you got the best goaltender, and uh, Holtby was certainly that for the Capitals during their Stanley Cup run. Um, you know he did not have to be the best tender in all of those series. Um, but he certainly was the best in most of them. Right. Um, you know, he outperformed Bobrovsky. I thought he outperformed, um, Murray and, uh, I don't know if he necessarily outperformed, uh, Vasilevsky, um, all the time, but he certainly did in games in game seven. So, um, really just very happy to have Brayden Holpe, uh, the guy who made the save, as you mentioned yep. earlier. And, um, really a, a enough to make me feel confident that even having a bit of a uh, lackluster defense won't necessarily be a game-breaking flaw.
1: Well, uh, then I assume your next pick's going to be Mitch Korn because you got to handcuff those dudes uh, together. But uh, no-brainer, Holtby, goalie of the decade for this team. You know, won a Vesna, won a Jennings, and came in second in the Vesna, won the Cup. Um just a, a a terrific um decade for the guy who, you know, pretty soon they're gonna have to make a, a tough decision on and um you know we can we can talk about uh, that when the time comes. It's it's not going to be uh, an easy one for this team um, to make for a guy who's been such a an incredible backbone for this team. Um, really, uh, I don't think there's any question that he's getting up there or on the level with an Ole Kolzig in terms of uh, what he's done for this franchise. and um winning the cup is is a nice little notch on the belt uh as well for him so uh you know the debates i think will, will happen who's the greatest goalie in franchise history between uh Kolzig and Holpi? and uh you know that cups a nice uh feather in the in the Holpi cap so uh good pick uh, you at all surprised that we waited 9 rounds to grab a goalie or
0: you know, I was a little surprised, but then I also thought it, it's, um, you know, we set this up and, and, and generally speaking, I feel like in fantasy drafts, it's, uh, it's, it, you know, there, there's some other good goalie options out there. I mean, especially, you know, if you want to go the pretty analytical route, you know, there's arguably a guy who did more for the Capitals in the regular season and cup year than, than, than Braden Holtby. So, Fair um, I, I'm not, I'm not super shocked. They went and, uh, well, we, we can talk about it more after the whole draft, but, uh, yeah, the, the the pickings get pretty slim pretty quick on the back end. So yeah, it's a uh, pretty incredible kind of how the Capitals did what they did, and again reminds you of how those early early of the decade teams how they had to play such an offensive style because they didn't necessarily have the power on the back end to to play any other way.
1: Yep. So um, I I did not get. Uh... I did not panic and grab a goalie with my next pick. Uh, this is round 10. Uh, instead, I went with a center uh, who could play uh, on the second line if needed, uh, probably better suited for a third line, but has always stepped up uh, to be uh, uh, to perform when one of the guys ahead of him has been out, uh, and that's Lars Eller. Um he scored the goal uh that won the cup uh so you know i've got kuznetsov and now eller uh two big time goal scorers uh and uh, in terms of big time goals um, i think lars eller has been a, a really good uh center for that caps third line generally mm-hmm. and um really allowed The team along with um, a couple wingers that we'll get to uh, really allowed the team to sort of uh, round out a top nine uh, of scoring forwards rather than having a top six of uh, scoring forwards and a bottom six of checking forwards, which sort of was the formula uh, before. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, another guy who can penalty kill uh, another cup cat. um, So Lars Eller, 10th round.
0: Um, you know, I I saw Eller and I went, man, that's, that's, that's a nice pick. Who, who did the Capitals have before that, that kind of would have been able to maybe fill that role. Um, but, but due to some kind of short sightedness in, um, really behind the bench, wasn't able to, and that was Matthew Perot, right? Mm So he he was my pick. Perot was a guy that, um, he just lit up the scoreboard when he was on the ice, right? Um, on a per game basis, he, he's, he's good, not great. 0.44 points per game. Um, over 159 games, but he wasn't getting a ton of minutes. But when he was, man, oh man, he he could just move, and he's been, um, he, he's just a great player. Uh, he he was a guy that I think was was just incredibly undervalued, um, during his time here. And um, while I'm not sure if all of our listeners will necessarily even kind of remember his time with the Capitals, I think he actually would will do fine as the second line center on, on my team here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a nice little player and, uh, you know, probably best suited as a third-line center, um, eating up some of that uh, weaker competition. But um, another guy, like you said, who who can play up uh, as a second-line center uh, and doesn't look out of place. Uh, 11th round, uh, I go uh, and grab a, a goalie and I grab uh, Philip Grubauer. Um you know uh, definitely had his coming out party uh during the season uh leading up to the cup when he uh, took over the number 1 goaltender position from Holtby to the point where he started those first two games of the playoffs they didn't go super well so uh i'm a little anxious about my goaltending going into this uh, best of 7 <laughs> uh but uh you know he he went and earned himself uh a nice contract with Colorado where he's playing well uh and uh, another guy who loved his time here was loved and um you know forever will be remembered as being one of the guys on that cup team
0: yeah grubauer grubauer was really great and who knows if the capitals would have even been in a position to win the cup if it hadn't been for him um you know Hope he had really struggled in the back half of that regular season. So yep. um, great stuff there. Certainly worthy of being your starting netminder, at least for those first two games. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so after that, I decided I was going to get my third line center here. It became clear that uh, I was going to be outdone on the back end already. So let's make sure I've got four solid lines. Uh, Brooks Like was a guy that I... You know, he he might have thought he was always going to be the answer for the second-line center, and I'm sure even today he's feeling like he is at the best shape of his life. But um, Brooks-like had .45 points a game with the Capitals and played 428 games for the team in the decade. Um, just a, a a solid guy, another one of those guys who was, um, you know, one of those young gun-era players for the Capitals who um, just just kind of, Faded away right after he left the Capitals. Really faded out of the NHL pretty quickly. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So Brooks like is my pick here, and uh, hope helping to round out that two way uh, focus that the team has.
1: Yeah, a nice player. Uh, he was another guy who was an Iron Man till he went uh, so, over yeah. to Austria or wherever during the lockout and mm. hurt his abdomen and uh, or abdominal abductor something in the stomach area uh and and was just never the same after that and it's unfortunate uh a versatile player play on the wing play on the penalty kill play on the uh uh power play uh a guy they got in trade for peter bondra at the uh during the fire sale back in the pre o v days so that you know his his lineage goes back uh and he 's a guy who you know arguably could compete with Tom Wilson in our handsome off at center ice to see uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and you have like and alsner now, so you guys can do all the media interviews and we'll my team will just worry about playing hockey uh you guys can, you guys can give the quotes um uh, so we're we 're definitely getting into sort of middle six forward territory here and I'm going with uh a a guy who put up big goal numbers big uh in in limited time no power play time uh great uh shooting percentage a guy who with Eller made that third line uh really work for a couple years and that's Brett Connolly um you know, maybe I took him cause he's my daughter's favorite player, but maybe I took him, uh, because, uh, he really fits what we want to do. He's going to be my second line, uh, right wing.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a great pick. Connolly is just, um, you know, we talk about shooting talent and Connolly is just a guy that you know seems to really over score at a higher clip than what you'd expect, both given the quality chances that he gets and the number of shots that he gets. So just a, um, just one of those guys that's a, a, a quality shooter at a who puts the puck in the net at a high percentage rate. Um, a great a great pick there. You know another fir- former first round NHL draft pick um, mm-hmm. showing up on this list. Troy Brower is uh, is, is my next <laughs> selection, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mr. Hyatt, Mr. High and what the Capitals <laughs> traded a first round pick for Troy Brower, um, and Troy Brower was probably not my favorite guy to take in a best-of-seven series. But analytically, he was a fantastic player for the Capitals while he was here. And when I say analytically, I'm really just talking about point production. Uh, The guy actually was higher than a lot of the people that have already been taken on this list. Um, He scored .52 points per game, .28 goals per game. Um, And obviously, the, the goal part is kind of boosted by his ability to literally just sit in the perfect spot on the power play. And um, I mean, it was kind of just a dream, right? We've seen ever since then, it's, it's kind of boosted Oshie's numbers. So I've kind of got two of these guys that, let me tell you, my first and second power play unit, if you can surround them with elite talent, let me tell you, those guys are going to really put the puck in the net. So um, which they may or may not have, but altogether it's um, Troy Browers is, I mean, I think he's a reasonable pick. You apparently do
1: not. So. No, no, I mean, he is. He, he, uh, a solid player. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll always remember that uh, high and wide against yes. the uh, Rangers after Matt Hendricks blew up uh, Ryan McDonough. And that would have been a, a nice goal to have actually scored, um, but I'll also remember him winning that game at uh, at Knotts Park, the mm-hmm. outdoor game with uh, a few seconds left against Chicago. That was uh super fun and um you know, goofy dude, uh, I think of the those uh, ugly Christmas sweater videos uh, that they did that one year and uh, Brower. Uh, was rocking a pretty sweet mustache, as I recall, <laughs> yeah. uh, during that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, solid player. Sit him in the middle of that diamond on the power play and uh, watch him pick up the trash and uh, score some goals. So, uh, solid guy. Um, m- for my 13th pick... I'm rounding out that line and taking Andrei Burakovsky. Uh, anytime you can get 13 rounds deep and get a game breaker like this, uh, you're happy. So I'm happy. Um, Burakovsky obviously had uh, some ups and downs with the caps. Uh, I went through stretches where he uh, was less productive and stretches where he was more productive. Um, I think that... He'll always be remembered for those two goals uh, against the Lightning in Game 7, uh, thanks to Dan Girardi's um, terrific defense. And <laughs> um, he'll also probably be known for uh, for for losing his concentration uh, when the Caps were skating the cup like two seconds after they gave him the cup <laughs> in Vegas, and uh, he got distracted uh, by... Um, <laughs> Uh, by one of the fans in vegas so uh but i like burakovsky i'm uh, you know i'm upset that it didn't work out for him here but uh glad he was a part of that team glad he's uh finding success in colorado uh and he's gonna look uh nice on my third line
0: yeah that was uh that that was a tough pill to swallow when i, I wasn't able to <laughs> select burakovsky that was uh I, I was confident he was going to slide a bit later in the draft, so uh, definitely one I, I was I was sad to see slip me by. And instead, um, I guess I I picked another guy that uh, I had advocated to get more ice time while he was with the Capitals, and that's Eric Fair. Um, he obviously won a Stanley Cup after he left the Capitals, but he was al- always a great player when you I mean, great might be a bit strong he was always a very solid player with the capitals he always had great underlying numbers um and, and he did produce points i mean 0.45 points per game again a guy with not a lot of ice time i mean yeah. I, I mean i'm sure you remember the same thing and then he scored that beautiful goal against boston mm-hmm. um at some point in the 2010s but just a guy who i always thought was um more talented than than it sometimes was known um, and he was just a great guy to have on the ice at all times. He was one of those few players. I'm sure you remember when they started analyzing, um, whether wingers had an impact on face off percentage and Eric fair was one of those guys that showed up as having right. um, impacted that stuff. He was just a, an interesting player who I thought did a lot of little things, right. Um, who also found his name on the score sheet more often than than a lot of us might remember. So um, Eric fair is, is, is uh, my pick in the 13th round. Um, And and you're back up JP. Yeah.
1: He uh, fair sort of, he he sort of redefined himself as a player, you know, they drafted him high uh, in the first round Um, back in the day. He was a monster scorer in the WHL, as I recall. Mm -hmm. And, Uh, It just didn't really come together for him that way in the NHL. Uh, And he sort of transformed himself into a guy who could play more of a two-way game. Uh, He even played a a good bit at center uh, when they needed him uh, Uh to play center. Um, Always, like you said, had those underlying numbers. Um, Always left you wanting a little bit more. Um, But he carved out a nice little career uh, for himself. And uh, yet another a uh, fragile guy for team Adam though. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep hitting. Uh, yeah, we're, we're... <laughs> so after, after, uh, 13 rounds of taking guys who played in the 2018, uh, finals, uh, I'm, I'm going off the uh, reservation a little bit, uh, for, uh, another, I guess this guy will play on my third line with, uh, Brett Connolly uh, playing on the second and that's Joel Ward. um, Another guy who scored one of the bigger goals uh, for the Caps in the decade, um, with that winner um, in Boston uh, over the then defending champion uh, Bruins. A guy who was a, a fun dude to have around uh, to cover, to read about, to um, you know, to watch play the game. A great story. Uh, a good, good player. Um and you know I I don't know what else to say about Joel Ward except we're we're happy to have him here,
0: yeah just just a a great guy who did a lot of great stuff for the franchise, um and and I am now going to make the first of um, what becomes a trend of somewhat shady picks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am going to pick. Kevin Shattenkirk, who played 19 games, regular season games, I believe, for the Capitals um, after they traded for him at the deadline. Uh, Shattenkirk was relatively solid in the regular season. When he Actually, he was very good during the regular season when he was with the Capitals. Um, didn't do a whole lot in the playoffs. He did have the one overtime goal against the Penguins, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but he will become my second pair right-handed defenseman so i needed a guy to fill that slot and let me tell you kevin shattenkirk will fill that spot and his career might have gone way downhill after his time with the capitals but he seems to have gotten it back together um and and his his numbers are starting to look more like the kevin shattenkirk of old as he's kind of moved on from the rangers and i believe he is now with Tampa Bay. so good good for him
1: yeah, I mean that's a good pick I, and actually that's the guy I was uh going to take with my next pick if you hadn't selected him. Um, you know, it, it didn't necessarily work out here. Uh I think it's just still a trade that you would probably make again. Um, yep. you know, sometimes they they work and sometimes they don't. Uh and this is a case where they didn't. It it seemed you know there there was a uh there were a lot of teams in on him the caps got him it it should have worked and it didn't um so uh that happens uh but that that's a good pick there and uh if you think your your 19 game sample is small <laughs> <laughs> my uh my next pick is a dude i'm going to slot in uh centering my second line <laughs> and that is jason Arnott. And you might be wondering, how does Jason Arnett make a Caps All-Decade team? Uh, <laughs> and uh, quite frankly, I'm not sure. I just needed another center here. Uh, Arnott uh, had a monster points per game uh, with with four goals and three assists in those 11 game regular season games that he played for the Caps. Uh, he he was, he seemed like he'd be a good fit. You know, he was a a bit of a, a salmon whisperer and got some, uh, good production out of salmon and seemed to have some chemistry there, but it just didn't, uh, you know, ultimately it, it didn't, uh, work out for the caps and Jason Arnott. And, uh, you know, we can, we can, call bs on uh on that pick but but uh you know that that was 2011 and uh i have no regrets well
0: i'm (laughs) glad you're sticking to your convictions there that was uh that was another one that
1: he had uh six points in nine games in the playoffs that season Uh, yeah he was good
0: Did didn't he make the pickoff on the wall that then he sent over to Simon and then Simonmon sniped it in the top corner right in the in the playoffs? I feel like I'm sure remember you know he he made a couple of big plays I uh, That
1: was like eight years eight and a half years ago and uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that cool. was one of
0: those YouTube highlights I think I watched a lot back in the day all right
1: okay
0: okay um I think that was him who made the, the interception I could be wrong, but um. I'm going to have to go look after this. But my next pick is a guy who really stuck around the Capitals, was a guy that I thought they had no business going after. I thought they made a mistake when they signed him. And no matter what I thought, it no longer matters because I am picking a guy who only scored five goals with the Capitals but won a Stanley Cup, and that's Brooks Orpik. Yay. He played th- 332 games um, with with the team, 57 assists. But the key thing here is now I have the best Post game locker room interview section ever. As you already mentioned, I mean, I've got like Alsner and Orpik. I mean, we might, even if we lose on the ice, we certainly will win off the ice. So, yeah. Um, solid pick by me, I will say.
1: Yeah. And Knubel, Williams, Orpic, that's some serious leadership.
0: Leadership. I mean,
1: yeah. Uh, winning culture. Yeah. Yeah. Culture. Uh, that. Hard to argue, uh, hard to keep him off of, uh, uh, a squad like this. Um, a guy who definitely took a lot of hits, uh, gave out a lot of hits. Um, you know, Brooks Orpik, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, we're, we're, well, we're deep into this thing. Um, <laughs> My, my next pick is a guy who didn't have Orpic's tenure, uh, but he stuck around a little longer than, uh, than Shattenkirk and Arnett. And uh, that's Dennis Weidman, uh, who people may or may not remember <laughs> as a cap. for. Uh, I think they, they traded for him at the deadline the same year that they got Arnett, actually. Um, and then he stuck around for one season after that. Uh, I want to say he was an all-star in that season, but uh, he put up 46 points uh, in the 82 games um, the season after that. So he'll look good on my th- uh, third pair on the right side with uh, Nate Schmidt, a, g- a guy who could skate a puck a little, um, pass it around a little, and do a little bit of everything for you.
0: Yeah, he was definitely a guy I was eyeing up to kind of uh, help out my my ailing back end. So when I, when I did not get him, I went all in and got not a blast from a past, the past, but a flash from the past. Uh, Fucking Tomas (laughs) Fleischman. He, who often goes kind of unremembered, but, uh, I certainly remember him, you know, a guy put up 27 goals in 92 games with the Capitals while he was here in the decade. Um, 0.66 0.66 points per game. Just a guy who kind of came into his own. I thought, um, you know, he unfortunately ended up was it, I believe it was deep vein thrombosis he had in his legs. He ended up having blood clot issues right. um, sh- shortly after he left the Capitals. But he he just was a solid guy. Um, put up good good points. Um, k- kind of an a, a inconsistent player when I when I think back on him, but. Um, you know, the production doesn't lie. Right. And, uh, he, he certainly did that during his time here.
1: Yeah. He was a nice player. Uh, when I think of, uh, Fleischman, I think of Bruce Boudreau's, uh, quote w- where he said that, uh, Fleischman was his Alex Ovechkin in Hershey. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's how like next level Fleischman was, uh, during one of those Calder cup runs for the bears. And really there, dur- during Boudreau's, uh, heyday down in Hershey, when that team was just, murdering everybody um uh, he, he was a nice player flash was a good nickname uh you know good player when got paid you know godspeed thomas Fleischman. um on to round 17 and i'm taking another quick player uh a guy who, who pairs nicely with my joel ward uh this is my fourth line left wing and i'm taking jason chimera um he you know he he scored some big goals for the caps uh I think we can remember uh, against the Rangers in Madison Square Garden. In the playoffs uh, had a big game. Dude scored a bunch of goals uh, for for the Caps. Like he, I was looking at it, and he uh, was actually I think eighth on the team in goals during the decade. He played a bunch of games. Played four hundred eighty nine games for the team. Uh, scored one goal less than Brouwer in about two hundred more games. But uh, you know, he he, he put up. Uh, A 20 goal season, uh, as I recall it, maybe a 23 one season here. Um, And, uh, you know, solid guy, uh, 20 goals. Uh, Yeah, he scored 20 goals here, then went and scored 20 for the Islanders. Who the hell would have seen that coming? Scored 20 twice here. That's, you know, that's, I mean, that's not bad for a guy who's going to be on my fourth line.
0: No, no, he was he was just a really interesting guy because he felt like he had no hands, but man, oh man, he he could move right. He was a fast guy, and I believe um, the Capitals acquired him when they traded Chris Clark right to Columbus. I think that's right. Uh, so that is a, uh, a a great pick. Another guy after I went for the Flash, you went for uh, the Cheetah, huh? The Ice Cheetah, Jason Chimera. So. Yeah. Great, great pickup. Uh, I believe he also had that fluky goal against Steve Mason in the playoff round yeah. against yeah, yeah, the Flyers. Yeah. So, uh, and yes, he he was a, a certainly a, a interesting member of this team. Um, did, did Chimera call out call out Ovechkin at one point after a season?
1: Uh, I, don't I don't recall that.
0: Uh, thought it yeah. might have been
1: Brower, but. So
0: hard to know. I don't don't
1: know. You might want to check
0: in on that. Just make sure you got some good chemistry in that locker room of yours. We're good. Well, let me tell you, my my team's locker room's chemistry, like, is the best ever because I'm about to draft Jay Beagle. Um, Beagle has just, uh, you know, he was the heart and soul of the Washington Capitals during his time here. You know, he he was the little train that could. You know, and and you know if uh, Oshie struggles, I know I've got a first line right wing ready to go up there and get some minutes. So. Jay Beagle, Mr. Utility himself. um, He'll he'll win some important draws for this team in this seven-game series. Uh, um, In all seriousness, Jay Beagle was... uh, It's hard not to think about him when I think about the Capitals. He was a guy that the fans loved, the the other players loved, and the coaching staff just inexplicably was attached to, like at a crazy level. I mean, this guy, no matter what he did, was getting big ice time at some certain points. Just... um, the fans still love him to this day. I mean, you you saw it with the reception he got at um, Kettler not that long ago. Yeah. Um, so, so, so great on Jay Beagle. Um, he's one of those guys that, uh, as we'll get to later, it, it's tough to know whether you'd put him on a team if you're trying to make it the best team ever. But he certainly is a guy that I think of when I think Washington Capitals.
1: For sure. I mean, it, just a great story. An undrafted dude who went on to uh... – be a key member of a, of a cup winning team. That's, you know, it's work ethic and, uh, you know, people joke about grit and heart and that stuff, but man, uh, Beagle's got it in spades as does my next pick, uh, which is Matt Hendricks. Uh, and, you know, thinking back on this now, Uh, Since we're going into seven-game playoffs, can we settle games with shootouts instead of going to (laughs) overtime, maybe? Uh, uh, So, uh, you know, I think we'll always think of his paralyzer uh, shootout move, which, uh, quite frankly, uh, a fourth-line grinder dude like that, having – such sick mitts to pull off that move repeatedly and just undress goalies like Tim Thomas with regularity. Uh, it, it, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense, but it's great. Uh, Matt Hendricks fought a lot for the Caps, just a consummate teammate, um, good penalty killer. And uh, Matt Hendricks is, is my guy. And now uh, why don't you tell everybody about your next pick?
0: So I did what anyone who feels like their defense needs some support would do, and that's change the rules. So <laughs> I, during JP's right before he made his 18th pick, I wrote uh, HC as a position that we needed to fill, and did not mention it to him. Uh, or then, then I believe I did message you about it and know. said, "Hey, I think we need to get coaches in here too." So yeah, to. uh, I, after some much much chagrin you you did allow it and uh, I picked Barry Trotz to be the head coach for my for my team Um, and I'm I'm happy with the selection you know I I was a Boudreaux guy through and through up until the Capitals probably won the cup Um, both guys had really struggled to get over the hump with very talented teams uh, until they didn't anymore and um, I will always be curious how things were in the locker room. you know, there were all these whispers the year that the Capitals won that Trotz was um, almost on the outside a little bit. You know, he was close to being fired a few times during the season. Um, Reardon was already the heir apparent, having that uh, associate coach position, I believe, associate head coach. Right. And um, they, they, the team won. Um, the Capitals obviously were not, did not bring him back. But um I'll still take the guy that um certainly on paper was the guy calling all the shots when the team got it got it together and won the Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about uh Barry Trotts. Um uh, we we should have had Kevin on here to you know formally <laughs> uh thank i guess for reverse jinxing uh the cup run by calling for his head uh in february of uh, 2018 um but um you know forever a legend in this town and uh, obviously he knows uh what he's doing he's got a islander team that has no business being where they are where they are um and uh he's just a flat out good coach. Uh, I don't know what you could say about it. His success here, uh, it makes him a, a solid pick to be the caps coach of the decade. Um, for sure. So good on you for changing the rules and taking him, um, <laughs> with my last, uh, skater with my last, uh, pick, uh, I guess 19th pick, I'm taking my last skater, uh, fourth liner, penalty killer, uh, Carl Hagelin, uh, and, uh, he doesn't have a goal yet this year, I don't think. And uh that's that's a little rough. But basically, uh if we're if our teams are gonna have a seven game series here, um after knowing what Carl Haglin has done against the Caps as a Ranger, as a, a Penguin, I, I couldn't be the caps playing against Carl Hagelin. So I had to have him on my squad and now you have to face Carl Hagelin in the playoffs. Cause you know, he's, uh, he, he's good for a goal, a big goal. That's going to be a backbreaker.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't remember Carl Hagelin doing a lot of that. For the Capitals, <laughs> no, in the playoffs, is it against
1: the Caps? And you're the yeah. Caps. You're a Caps team, but you so. are also
0: the Caps. So it's well, like when, uh, you know, it's an unstoppable force and it's an immovable object. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, like who knows how it would play out? But uh, you know, Hagel's interesting pick. Only three goals in 39 games with the Capitals. So yeah, that's um, trash. Yeah, that is that is. I, I'm I'm very interested to see how that contract. I went shakes I went out.
1: 19 rounds before making a shitty pick. So.
0: I wish I could say the same <laughs> uh, um, next one. Another one of those guys, um, Tom Pody mm-hmm. 0.3 points a game, a uh, 0.31 points per game on the back end for the capitals. Uh, in the sample I'm looking at here, what, what, what are your thoughts on Tom Pody? Cause I remember him being one of those kind of unheralded guys.
1: Uh, in retrospect, underrated, definitely uh, the type of dude who was a whipping boy. Uh, b- based mostly on previous stops, I think, prior to getting here. He was pretty good for the Caps. Uh, I remember at least one or two big plays in the playoffs against the Rangers that he made. You know, uh, you, could, you could do worse than uh, having Tom Pody, uh, given what's left, I mean, what, are you going to take Tyler Sloan or something? You know, I, I, I <laughs> the, the,
0: the, yeah, well, you, I still have one more defenseman left to pick, <laughs> so I guess
1: we'll see who was left. True, so, true. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can take P- Pody. I, I might take uh, Martin Fervari. <laughs>
0: Jakob Yerbeck? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, oof, yeah, yeah. I take Christian Juice. Well, you still got a defenseman to pick, so I don't want to spoil anything. That,
0: that was – yeah. Well, it's not Juice, as, I, as our <laughs> listeners pro- but all right, all right, give, give us your, your backup goalie.
1: Okay. So my backup goalie, uh, since this is from the 2010s uh, and I'm playing the Caps, I'm taking <laughs> Yaroslav Halak. <laughs> no, uh, I should. Uh, but instead – I'm taking, and this is. I thought this was kind of interesting. The only goalie, uh, the only caps goalie in the decade to win a playoff series other than Holtby, and that's <laughs> Michael Neubert. So, yay!
0: That's interesting. Is that the the year that he then got swept by Tampa Bay in the second round? That's is it. That the,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I've got to say, if if you if Grubauer was bad in this in this series. I don't know how confident I'd be in Neuver, although he was great for the Flyers against the Capitals um, that other year. I, I just, I remember he had, I believe it was, save percentage was less than 87% in that round against Tampa. It yeah, was just well, I
1: mean, what am I going to take? Fokun? Or uh,
0: Varlamov was still on the board.
1: Or Jose Theodore?
0: No, three or more Theodore, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. That, that one in the slack, someone did wonder I'm if I'm take
1: he... Samson off.
0: So, yeah, that's wouldn't be the worst pick. Um, so I actually went after big bad John Erskine as, as part of my third pairing that will probably not sniff the ice at all in this proverbial series. Um, Erskine was a guy that, um, loved to throw his weight around. I remember a few epic fights he had with the Capitals, another heart and soul guy. And, um, that, that, that's really about all I have to say about John. He, um, he's been around the, he still seems to, around the team sometimes, which is kind of nice and um seemed like you everyone had always had nice things to say about big big john
1: big John it shed some major blood for this uh club mm-hmm. so uh props to him so with my last pick since you had already taken a coach, I was gonna wait and use my last pick on a coach uh and um oh I had so many <laughs> options uh <laughs> Uh, this was this was actually a pretty easy one um i i launched uh adam oates and dale hunter on a rocket into the sun together um todd reardon isn't hasn't proven himself yet to me um uh, and, and it won't be able to until uh the playoffs and so i went with bruce boudreau and uh since since i have bruce boudreau from 2010 on I'm gonna sit him down after that uh, Montreal loss <laughs> and say, "Dude, don't change a fucking thing, man. We're good. Keep doing what you're doing. I got you some defensemen, and I got you a goalie, and you just keep doing what you do, and we'll be fine." Bruce Boudreau, you know, uh, I know we don't we don't talk about what these guys may or may not have done in other stops. It, You know he's one of the better coaches in Mm -hmm. the NHL, and uh, he's going to be sitting there behind my bench, and he and Trotz can, you know, compare necklines. I don't even. I don't. (laughs) I don't don't know. Uh, But but I'll take Bruce Boudreau. But uh, acknowledge that you got the uh, Caps coach of the decade for sure.
0: Yes. Yes. Bruce Boudreau was a. uh... I, I still think it's a great coach. It's a shame. Um, the piece of the the Jaber's rink piece of the decade was was certainly the one about his demise that, that you penned. So yeah, um, yeah. But that that uh, I'm sure people tell you that all the time. But let's move on to my uh, the last overall pick we take. Um, you should get someone on the site to do that, JP. Best ten articles of that decade. Um, <laughs> Semyon Varlamov is my final pick. Uh, another guy who. He, you know, wasn't 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 great all the time, but had moments. Um, truly athletic goaltender. Um, so that, that that that's our last pick here. So yeah. let's quick uh, let's let's uh, let's quickly run down what our rosters look like. We'll we'll paste these 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 pictures of our of our rosters into the the article on JapersRink.com. So make sure you guys go and check that out, and then we can quickly go through the combined team.
1: Yeah, um, so I'll run down my team, and then what we'll do is, we'll, yeah, we'll put it on the site, and then we'll let people vote on whose team would win. <laughs> and remember, cups one does not mean anything for right. this exercise. I have twelve cups. I think the <laughs> has five cups. Um, but those are those are team uh, accomplishments. Uh, uh-huh. So my lines: uh, first line, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson; second line, Vrana, Arnott, Connolly; third line, Burakovsky, Eller, Ward. Fourth line, Chimera, Hendricks, Hagelin, uh, D-Pairs, Kempney and Carlson, Orlov, Niskanen, Schmidt, and Weidman. Then I got Grubauer and Neuvert and Goal and Boudreau behind the bench.
0: All uh, right, my, my four-pronged attack here has got Semin, Backstrom, and Oshie, uh, Mojo, Perot, and Knubel, Fair, Lake, Williams, Fleischmann, Beagle, Brower, Alsner with Green, Orpik with Shattenkirk, Erskine with Pody, with Holtby, Varlamov, and Barry Trotz. So definitely a different approach. You know, I've got very top-heavy team. The ba- It actually kind of almost looks like an earlier Boudreaux-era team with that sort of yeah. back end. But, um, you know, it, it, it's tough to know if, if that sort of solid defensive forwards could get it together in a seven-game series here. It's certainly a... Both of us, I think, uh, saw there was more pickings up top than than down below.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, people can tell us who we left off, the list, who we snubbed. Uh, I'd like to commend both of us on not picking Mike Ribeiro, who's not a good human being uh, mm-hmm. and neither of us wanted anything to do with. Uh, and we didn't even discuss that. It just kind of happened that way, uh, yep. even though he put up some good numbers and had a big goal uh, in the playoffs. and But, you know, fuck that guy. Um, so now, if they're on the outside chance that we're not just talking to each other and people might be listening, we did our uh, combined caps team of the decade all decade team uh and i guess we did it kind of the same way four lines three pairs uh, a couple goalies uh so we can alternate you can do the first line
0: all right uh, this one shouldn't come as a shocker we're going ovechkin with backstrom and oshi as our top line and uh, you're up
1: yep second line uh Semon, kuznetsov and wilson
0: then we got verana with eller and Burakovsky.
1: Uh, fourth line is going to be Johansson, uh, Beagle, and Knubel. Uh
0: Kempany with Carlson,
1: Orlov with Green,
0: Olsner and Niskanen.
1: Yep, Holtby and Grubauer and Net.
0: With of course Barry Trotz as head coach. Um, you know, we went through and talked about a few of the guys that we thought might have been snubbed. Um, you know, we, you know, Chimera had a case. Joel Ward, Justin Williams, Troy Brower, Eric Fair. Brooks Orpik and Brooks like, I think, yeah, I I get why we made the choices we did, but it, it was hard to leave a few of these guys off.
1: It is. I mean, and it, it all depends, you know, what, what you're trying to do with this exercise, right? Like if you're trying to capture the guys who were the most important players, not necessarily the best players, uh, you know, that's how you have a guy like Jay Beagle, uh, on there, yeah. or maybe even Carl Alsner on there. Mm-hmm. um, but you know, I don't know. Will over skill or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god! I forgot about the t-shirt. Oh yeah. What, what do you? So what do you think led to us getting keeping Jay Beagle on but leaving Brooks Orpic off?
1: Uh just being really uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i mean it, it it's hard to leave or pick off uh of of an all decade uh team um but i don't know who i guess you yeah, probably take off? you probably take uh company off because he wasn't there uh long enough but i yeah i don't know um <sighs>
0: I mean, how do we leave off? He was selected so highly in our
1: draft. So <laughs> well, I, I think our draft had different goal. Our draft is about true. winning games. This is about sort of, uh, you know, ring of honor type shit. And, you know, I, I, guess, I guess maybe what we should have thought about when we were doing this is, uh, 10 years from now, when, when they reunite the cup team or on the 10 year anniversary of the cup team, uh, and everybody's there getting introduced and getting ovations. I mean, Orpic definitely gets a bigger uh, ovation than Kempney. I mean, uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe just for their play during the 2010s, but Kempney's still here, right? So right. we'll have to see.
1: But I mean, uh, Orpic definitely gets a bigger ovation than Halsner, right? So
0: far. Uh, yeah. He yeah. gets a bigger I mean, one Because he, he won, time, I bet. I mean, I bet he gets a bigger one than. Everybody not named John Carlson actually. Well, I mean, Osner the back yeah. end.
1: Osner wouldn't even be there because he wasn't on the Cup team. So yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the point. The, 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 the Caps All Decade team was the 2018 team. Give yeah, me that's... Alex Chason and Nathan Walker and Jacob Yurek and DSP. Yes, DS fucking yeah. P. We didn't even mention DSP the entire time. You know, yeah. you talk about guys who were instrumental to that team doing the thing, and man doesn't get much bigger than him. So I think, I think the point is, and uh, we'll wrap this up since we're coming up on seven hours of this, uh, <laughs> uh, is that, uh, it's been a really good decade, uh, for caps fans. And there's been, uh, it, uh, four of the teams in the decade, three of them won the president's trophy and one of them won the cup. Uh, and then there were uh, tons of other, uh, division champions there were heart trophies you know vesna trophy maybe i guess it'll be in the 2020 a norris trophy jack adams uh there was a, a hell of a lot of entertainment uh and and they won the cup and you know can't take that from them. Uh, it's, I guess it's a different story if they hadn't won the Cup. But uh, all things considered and knowing that they did, this was one hell of a decade of uh, Caps hockey.
0: It was. It was one hell of a decade. And um, I just pulled the, the numbers. And I'm going from the start of the 9-10 season to, to today. And the Capitals have the most wins of any team over that span. They have 484 wins, Pittsburgh in second with 483. So that's how good of a decade it was for the Washington Capitals. The most regular season wins, the Stanley Cup win. And um, it just, just to cap- I mean, you could argue the Capitals were the franchise of the decade despite only winning the one Stanley Cup. Yeah. I'm not sure you'd win the argument, <laughs> but you could make it.
1: You I, could I make don't, it. Uh, yeah i don't know that you're you're winning that argument but uh it's been from the perspective of uh you know consuming an entertainment product uh you also had comfortably the best goal scorer in yeah. in the league over that stretch uh it's just been uh pretty exciting there were there were a couple shitty uh years in there and a lockout which Uh, Also sucked, but uh, all in all, you know, if we're sitting there on uh, December 11th, uh, 2009, and say, here's what the next decade holds for you, we'd all take it in a second.
0: Yeah, we we definitely would. JP, thank you for, for joining me today. This this thank was you. a lot of fun. Hopefully we didn't lose all of our listeners. Yeah, fuck. But uh fuck. <laughs> but but I, I really enjoyed this. So uh thanks again for, for taking the time. You got it, man. All right, on behalf of myself and JP, thank you for listening to this episode of Jabers Rink Radio. As always, we appreciate when you guys interact with us. You can find JP on Twitter at japer's rink you can find myself at stringham a and uh also leave us a five-star review on itunes if you're so inclined so thanks for listening to this episode of japer's rink radio